Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I hear something. Weird. Sounds like music. Now that we're playing music, I like don't know when to come in. Right now. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. This is episode 302, questions. Questions. Yeah. Are we, I don't know. What are we doing questions? Do I have to raise my hand? I guess. Yeah, you better. You better. (laughs) God, hope someone taught you some manners, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Uh, who would want to go first? Uh, I can go first since I didn't do anything exciting. Um, I pretty much worked all week. Um, it's like this weekend I did like the nursing bid. I did both my 12-hour shifts, and then I had an agency bid for Monday. But otherwise, it was I had a couple days last week I did work agency, and then yeah, so it's, I've been nonstop. I was on Discord, and the only RC thing I did other than Discord was I bought a Switch Glow, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. so that will go on the Black Nitro as soon as it gets here. Um, actually, I just I just sent the money like a couple, like about an hour ago, so. So, hell yeah, that's. That's literally all I've done all week. And, of course, on my downtime at work, I was able to squeeze out a few memes. So, Yeah. So, dude, you worked a 12-hour shift Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. I oh, my 12- God, dude. Yeah. Like, my weekends, I don't even know what a weekend is anymore. It's like I work both Saturday and Sunday 12-hour shifts, and because I do that, my work gives me an extra 12 hours. And then I... I do agency and DoorDash on the weekdays. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I've, like, been stupid busy. And it's like uh, I've been picking up agency bids that way, you know, because I get paid weekly with it. And then if I want to, I can switch to a pay card so I can get paid, like, right then and there. But I want it to add up, so I'm keeping it the weekly. So it's like once I get enough of them in in a week, I mean, that's, that's almost, you know, that's almost goblin raw money right there. Nice. Yeah. Wow, man. For example, like, I had a really good bid Monday that I picked up, and it's like, I actually made $30 an hour, and it's like, it's like, okay, I can legitimately not say I don't get paid enough for this shit. That's cool. Just those hours, man. I can remember doing that. Yeah. Man, being on call doing that, no, it's just, it's, I couldn't even function. I don't even know how you're conscious, man, after doing that <laughs> for the weekend and then going back to work, man. That's crazy. Oh, no. And, I mean, bouncing around to different facilities, it's like, it's not bad. It's not really bad at all. It's like one of them that I went to actually gave me a job offer, and I told him I'm going to rent. I told him I'll ride the agency train for a little while because it's like it pays more. So, Oh, that's cool. And then not to mention, it allows me to travel because uh, it's like, for different states have different policies as far as, um, you know, if I want to transfer my CNA to a different state, sometimes you either have to completely test out 
to get certified in that state, or it's just a matter of filling out an application, send it, you're certified. And Kansas, I think you have to test out on it, but it's like I'm probably going to go ahead and get my Kansas certification on it. That way I can pick up some app, you know, you know, a few bids over in the Kansas side, which they've got right. more than plenty. So it's like I can do that. I've even uh, known uh, like uh, some LPN and RN nurses that actually use the app, and you know they travel with it. I mean, they'll they'll go to other states, but there's process that they have to do to get certified in multiple states. Yeah, right. So yeah, it, it's keeping me really busy. <laughs> nice, cool man. Getting paid. This is good. Yeah, money. I'll have a raw in no time. Nice. I got some more things for sale if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I got some more I'll, I'll talk to you after the show on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? Who's next? I, yeah, that's I it. I can go me. next. I can go, go next, for it. dude. Uh, I f- we finished the podcast the last Tuesday, and I flew up to New Jersey on Wednesday. Yeah, how was and that? It was okay until we landed in New Jersey, and I went, oh, really loud, and everybody's like, what's wrong with this guy? And I'm like, I'm back in New Jersey. That's what's wrong with me. There was literally like 30 to 40 people on the plane. The plane was extremely empty flying wow. up here. Yeah. Nice. Because nobody wants to go to New Jersey. And <laughs> they're all going another way. Anymore. Yeah. Only go, they're going out. Um, but it was cool. It was, it was good to actually get up and do a bunch of things that I had to do like around the house, like I had the boiler service. I mean, I had to take the air conditioners out of the windows uh, cause it was getting pretty cold. Mm-hmm. The gutters needed to be cleaned. I did that. I mean, I was constantly working for like two days on just stuff that, yeah, you know, that, catching up around the house. Yeah. Just like fixing this, this broke, changing light bulbs, you know, whatever, whatever the wife wanted done. And then I was like, going through stuff, shredding stuff, packing stuff up to ship back down here. Mm-hmm. And, and in doing that, uh, I found my old Oxy four with it still had a Neo on it. And I'm like, well, geez, what the hell is wow. this doing? Like <laughs> up here, I'm shipping that down. Did you totally forget and then I had three, you had this helicopter. Like <laughs> I totally for, I, I know I knew I had the helicopter, but I didn't know I had the Neo on it. And I, I don't know if I was having an issue with it or not, but I'll figure it out once it gets here. And I had a, uh, I still had the old Oxy 3s, the 285, 255, and I had two 255s because I started building like a third one because I had so many parts right. left over. So I boxed them all up, shipped them down here. I Damn. boxed up. What else did I box up? I had a ton of Oxy 3 canopies that I shipped down, and my two nice. canopies, no, my one canopy for the 690. I shipped that down and then just a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, game controllers and just little things here and there. I was like, what else can I throw in this box and just throw it down here? Yeah. You know, so shipped two boxes down, which was cool. And then I went out to dinner Friday night with, uh, some old friends, man. Went out to dinner with Mike D the planker and his girlfriend, Vicky mm-hmm. and Rob McClellan and Devin McClellan. And even Jeff showed up. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was cool. We went out to this place um kind of in the middle of the state, a little more, you know, the Bridgewater area. Okay. And it was good. It was good. We had good food and we hung out, talked and yeah, you know, everybody Mike looks good. I haven't heard from him in a while now. Yeah, Mike's doing good. He um he looked great. Um 
lost lost some more weight. You know, he's been losing weight and you know getting, getting a lot of exercise. back in the better shape. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On his back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, but uh, it was it was fun. We had a we had a really good time. Um, it was great to see everybody. And awesome. then Saturday, I got together with the family. Uh, that was great. Like I was just thrilled to see everybody. Kids are like growing up. The, the younger yeah. kids, it's amazing. Only been away like five, six months, and just just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Got to see my niece's new had had a baby and his her new baby boy. So that was that was cool. Nice. And uh, flew back on Sunday. So I wasn't in Discord Friday. I was at dinner. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Devin popped on for a few minutes. Yeah, but it was, uh, dude, it was great to see Devin. Um, yeah. He's doing really well. I'm, you know, it's, it's so cool to see, like, it, he's been talking about so many other crazy things, like, and to me, he's still that young kid we met, mm-hmm. you know, at the flying field that could do a couple of things with the helicopter. And now he's going to, you know, he's talking about, I don't know if he wants me to mention anything, but he's talking about, um, doing some pretty high level stuff, some pretty high class stuff, you know, nice. And, um, it's cool. It's cool to, to hear that. And I, I mean, Rob's got to be super proud of him, uh-huh. you know? Of course. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, that was, that was really cool. Flew back Sunday on a full, extremely full plane. I think they were tying people to the wings. <laughs> That's it's almost like that. That's going to be my question. That video <laughs> from Afghanistan. Yeah. People climbing to the wheel wells and shit. Um, but like it was super packed, but I was actually, you know, all said and done. I was, I was happy to go up to see the family and, uh, but man, Jersey sucks. I, I just don't like my, the house that's down there anymore. Like it's You're like, I'm we done had a with bunch all of rain of and yeah, I can't wait to just unload this thing. I mean, it's a good house, but it's old. It's going to be probably a hundred years old pretty soon. Built in wow. the thirties, I think. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but it's, a, it's still together and I've done a lot of work on it. But got back down here and was driving home like nine o'clock at night. And I was like, man, I was so psyched to like be back in Florida. And uh, yeah. yeah, I was just like, I was all amped. Like, this is great. Back in Florida. I really, this time though, like, I mean, when I flew down or when I drove down the first time, you know, I, my wife had flown down before me. So I packed up everything that I wanted to bring in that little U-Haul trailer. And then I drove down and she was down here for like a couple of weeks and then she flew back. So this time, like leaving her at home, yeah. uh, that was pretty tough. Like leaving as I was like, oh man, I don't, don't want to leave my wife here. Like I want to take her with me, Sure. you know? And then like, and thinking like, when, when, are you, when is she going to come? Like when are you guys going to actually do the move and you know? Yeah. Like but she's been going or? through a lot of stuff, getting rid of getting okay. rid of stuff. Well, hopefully, yeah, this next year coming up. Okay. Yeah, can't come. Uh, so I think that's it. RC related and me related. I don't think I did anything else. Uh, oh, I registered for the winter bash. That's what I did. Nice. I did that today. Nice, dude. Yeah. Ah. Got to do that. And I think I'm, what I'm going gonna do is uh, drive up Friday maybe stay at my mom's and get to the field early Saturday. Cause my mom's like 35 minutes away. Mm. It's going to be freaking really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, 35 minutes away, Cause that, yeah. that'll be great. Yeah. I'll be able to see her, you know, and then hang out and everything, drive back, chill out. Yeah. Awesome. So, so it'll be great, man. So what have you been up to Steve? Let's hear from Andy first. Oh wait, he's not here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> farming, farming, farm, farm life, I guess. 
Um, let's see. What have I been doing? So, actually, I didn't even write that stuff on this thing, but big news is I finished my shed. <laughs> nice. It is done. Done, done. Like, locks on it and everything. Like, yeah, I'm done. So, you're not going to be posting any more pictures of your shed on Facebook? Nope, nope. I think Facebook's going to break, dude. I know, I know. <laughs> So, so that is done. So I'm glad I got all my crap in there. I, I wish I could it put more great, crap. Dude. I think I need more shed room. So yes, whoever said build a bigger shed than you think you're going to need is always yep. right. But uh, besides yeah. that, um, I did finish the shed pretty much like Sunday morning, Saturday evening. So Sunday around like 12, one o'clock, I went to the, to my little local field over here. And, you know, I had two batteries charged on the raw electric and I brought my raw nitro. Oh, and I had a couple of packs for the M2 Neo. I don't know why I bothered bringing a couple of packs for that thing. You know, <laughs> first flight, I'm just, you know, it, it's going to go in. And yes, first flight, you know. Um, let me just kind of set the, the the scene, though. It was like a tailwind, so just wind blowing from my back, which I prefer. But it was like a constant, like, 15 to 20 mile per hour wind. Oof. And it was like... <laughs> 55, 60 degrees. Like, it wasn't terribly warm, so it was pretty nippy out. Um, but the skies were, like, perfectly clear blue, you know, and those are, like, yeah, it's nippy out, it's cold and it's windy, but, like, it just looks like whatever you're flying looks fantastic in the air. So, so yeah, I'm flying this little Logo or, yeah, Logo 200, my little M2 Neo, and I'm flipping, flopping, doing things, and, you know, I have a club member next to me, and, I don't know, he's talking, and I'm just doing things, and I kind of, like, Got out of sequence, you know, with, like, my maneuvers, but I just kind of muscle memory it out. And, you know, it goes in, and I'm like, I had no big deal. I look at it. All the servo horns are there. I put it back on the floor, and I take off, and I'm like, okay, cool. It took off. I try to flip it, and it's like, and I'm like, whoa, what is that? What's going on? It's flipping all, like, off axis or something. Uh, Whatever. I land it, and sure enough, that crash, I broke the tab off the servo, the servo itself. So basically, you know, oh. one of the mounting servo sides or tabs. So that broke off. So the servo, like, at rest would be fine. But as soon as I give, like, positive or negative, it'd be like, it would pop out. And, and oh. then, like, the swatch would go like this. So that's why it was flipping all funny. But, um, yeah, so oh, the, right, the front right elevator servo, uh, aileron servo was all, you know, broken off, basically. So so that ended that one. So I'm like, all right, straight into the raw nitro. Let's go. <laughs> um, first flight, warm it up, you know. Didn't really tune it, but just wanted to make sure there was good smoke. And it was, you know, I don't care if it's a little on the rich side. So I flew it. Um, got like a five-minute flight. Great. Like, it, everything worked fine. It was fantastic. Um, I land, you know. I'm like, all right, let me fill up and get ready for another flight. You know, a couple of club members flew. Um, one of the club members brought this weird thing out. <laughs> Not weird, but he brought, he made this little chair and a, and a, an extra radio system that had a gim like that you would have a yoke and foot pedals and a, and a little throttle stick. And he made it all out okay. of wood and stuff. And it's like on a little stand and you put this little folding chair on it and he can literally, you can fly the plane like that. And it's basically a transmitter that gets buddy boxed to another transmitter. And then, you know, basically take control and, and then he could do it. Plus he had FPV with head tracking. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. So he's sitting there full, like, you know, so he did his thing. And so, you know, whatever that took a little while, but that was really cool. Except his head tracking kept on, like, I had a monitor there, and his head tracking kept on going, like, left and then down. 
And I'm like, are you? Oh you shit! There? He's like, no. He, you hear him like he has a reset button, so it's like click reset. It just automatically drifts down like this. Click reset. So he's flying like this. Click reset. <laughs> you know, his head's just oh, man. down. Click reset. Back up. <laughs> Uh, I'd be oh, unplugging yeah. those servos. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But screw that. Because he had a different receiver set up for just the head tracking. And I don't know, maybe something went weird with that. But I thought it was hilarious. Um, but he he did a flight and he landed perfectly and everything. Like, kudos to him. He was like way far out too. He was like, I'm trying to find my approach. He went like way far out. This little, it was like a, a foamy cub, you know, like a foamy super cub. Something maybe like okay. 46 inch wingspan, wall white, you know? And it's like a dot. I'm like, uh, then the guy's like, oh, you're flying out of line of sight, you know, like Amy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's like, I'm just, you know, landing in my approach. But he did. He landed perfectly and no wind and everything. I was quite impressed. It was like his setup was like, it was literally a gimbal with a stick sticking out so he's like you have to move it so small oh shit that it's a gimbal yeah. like an actual gimbal yeah. in like a post that's that he's controlling oh, with the little stick oh man it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome man it really was this guy's a he's a diyer man he'll just build he builds all this stuff on his own just has an idea wow. and runs with it <laughs> we saw something similar at urcha in the ama museum yeah, remember they had right. something similar mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah, exactly. But that was like with like old like you know, yeah, like old steel linkages, steel linkages and, and stuff. Yeah, this was this was all like linkages and but going right to gimbals. So his rudder was a gimbal that was connected to foot pedals that would limit, and he had it like limiting so you wouldn't break the gimbal and you can only go you know okay. so far and stuff. And like yeah, he got it all worked out. Throttle with the reset for his FPV and everything. Like mm-hmm. it was pretty cool setup. Um, but after that. I flew to raw nitro again and you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm flying and I have a club member next to me, another one, you know, I'm talking and I'm flying and stuff and, you know, and I'm doing like, you know, like I kind of punch out and I'm like a pure wedding. And I'm like, Ooh, why is it like delayed? That's weird. Ooh, wait. <laughs> and I'm like, I just let go and I put in a hover, like, you know, but it's out there, like out, you know, 200 feet out, Two two hundred feet in the air or something. I'm like, whoa, the tail. Uh, uh-uh, no, tail's not good. So I'm like, fast tracking that helicopter right back at me, you know, and like, the tail's like automatically just going like left, right, <laughs> left, and I'm like, just keep it coming towards me, level it out, keep it towards me, and um, I was randomly turning. Yeah, I was randomly turning. So I think Jeez. I had a, I had a, I had an issue with, uh, <laughs> with that servo, and, um, yeah. It just went on me, and but it didn't pirouette out of control. It just it, at one point it just stopped working. Like it didn't take any of my inputs. It was just sitting there. So I I throttle hold and landed and you know, I landed in one piece. So that's good. But I was like pushing on a thing. It was like it it, 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 it was all over the place. I was like oh, oh well. Oh, so once you landed, you were moving the yeah. I was moving the, the, the push rod and yep, and it was like. It will stay there, and then I would, like, push back. It will kind of, like, fight and then come back. And so the potentiometer on it went totally bad. You know, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. I was just going to guess that, too, because I've got a servo laying over here with the same problem. Yeah. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I did not crash, which was freaking Oh, awesome. that's the good part. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Dude, you've had some luck with servos uh, this year. Yeah, I have. Holy oh. shit. And so, Wow. Yeah. 
So I was happy about that. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, oh, crap. All right. I got two batteries on the raw electric. Let's do it. So I tossed that up, <laughs> and that was fun. Um, I really, like, my Bank 2 is 1900, and it has enough power. It moves quick. It makes enough noise. And it flies really well, and I get, like, over five-minute flights, you know. I'm, nice. For the most part, I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore, so I'm just going to f- kind of come close to me and just do, like, collective stop, you know, flips. <laughs> and I'll just kind of do that because I'm like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, zero. T- and it's like, oh, yeah, it's almost six minutes on uh, electric, which I'm like, freaking awesome. So this, like, setup with the... The 4525 HT Eagle Drift and the YG205, like, and running, I don't know what I'm running, like 80% on the throttle or whatever to get that 1900. Um, it's, like, at that sweet spot where, like, it just runs efficient as hell. Like, I can't, yeah, it just, it runs really well, you know. Um, How's the temperature on that Eagle Drift when you come down? I mean, you can put your hand on it for, you know, seconds, like, one, two, three, four, maybe five seconds. Like, it's not super hot. Oh, so it's not super, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. And, like, you know, so then, like, I flew that, and then I went right to flying again. And it was cold out, so, like, I'm sure the motor rang extra cool that day. Um, And I just did a second flight right after, and, and you know, the motor wasn't any hotter. <laughs> Being that it was already hot, and then I flew another five minutes, and this time... I did like four minutes and I, I cranked it up to, um, I don't know what my head speed is on, on 95% or 90%. I think it's like 21 or something. That's when okay. the helicopter's like, ah, 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 just like all over the place. Like, you know, yeah. like I just go and it stops. I go here and it stops. Like it, you know, it's very, you know, it's high head speed, right? Um, yeah. For the, the size of the model and, that's when I'm like, oh yeah, I get like four minute flights at best, I guess. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good setup. I don't know with the, oh, yeah. with the Maniacs nice. batteries too. Oh, I did buy a new Maniacs pack too. Oh, one last thing, yeah, I got the I haven't soldered up ends on it, so I didn't get a chance to try them out yet. But I got the new fifty two hundred eighty C packs. I mean, the best part about it. And I should go get it. Is their orange? <laughs> I love it. Shrink wrap is orange. It's so dope. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I can't wait to uh, put that in my red raw, which is going to look funny. I need, to put, I need to put the uh, orange canopy back on, maybe. Um, all right. Yeah. That's it for my week. Let's move it on to the main topic here. All right. All right. So main questions. topic. Do we, do we get listener questions? What are we talking about here? Questions. God, um, I don't know. Have barrel. we have we gotten? I think we have had interest in us answering these questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe from like maybe one or two from like Darren, yeah, or guys like that. You know, that we've talked to in the past on Discord and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um. Do we want to run through all the questions first and then? break them down one by one or do you want to just go into them yeah, it's all just, basically questions about you know best model worst model yeah stuff like that questions to us from us about models and i don't know things that happen with them, yeah. i guess they don't necessarily have to be helicopter models yeah 
Although I can't think of much else lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through them now. All right, let's just okay. go through them. Yeah. All right, the first one is best model. Actually, we should save this for last, no? Yeah, let's save that for last. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, let's save that for last. All right, so we've we've been in the hobby for a bit. What is uh, a model that you missed the most? That I guess you might have gotten rid of, or you you know crashed out and you couldn't get parts for it or whatever. I have a model in mind. Yeah. And I know it's going to probably surprise a lot of people, uh, or you, Steve. I don't know, <laughs> or maybe not. Um, but most missed model, I'm. I was thinking of two, uh, but uh, it, ha- it has to be my 570, actually, my Goblin 570. And that one I never really, really talked about that much. But mm. I think the, the reason KC, why right? I missed that the most, yeah, yep. The one I got from uh, Chris Ryber, I, I think it was. You got that from Ryber. No. Didn't we get that on a group buy? Remember? With the no, you did. Oh, I, yeah, you got yours. Yeah, me and Ricky. Yeah, you and good. Ricky and and uh, Anthony all bought one. Yes. Yeah. Where's yours from? Was it from Ryber? I think it was from Chris. Yeah. Yeah, because he packed it all up, and and I remember him shipping it to me, two boxes. And the reason why I say it's my most missed model, and that was one that I definitely was really nervous to fly. I was kind of afraid of it a lot. It was kind of like my largest model, and I think I started to really get used to it and get control of it and try to kind of figure things out like months or a couple of months before I actually sold it. And like my last couple of flights on that, I was really feeling more and more comfortable on it. And so I kind of wish I hung on to it. I mean, I kind of, kind of glad I sold it. It went to a good home and uh, you know, I kind of moved on and things just worked out the way they did. But I often wonder like what, how, how much more of a, you know, fun or good time I would have had with that model if I, it kept it. Yeah. Especially the way you're flying now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other one I thought of was the um the nitro that you sold me, that Alon seven hundred that I I still have in Jersey. Um that I really want to get uh, another motor for eventually and, and get that back in the air because that one I only had like a couple of flights on and that thing flew great. And uh I mean auto- listeners, we're talking about a V one T-Rex 700 Nitro with a fly yeah. head on it, like the fly head, not a DFC or obviously not fly bar, but with the proper head, like, yes, this is like the model that like a lot of people are like, oh man, I wish they still yeah. made this model, right? Like, yeah. And almost sold it a few times, but. I mean, if you sell it, you sell it back to me. Came through, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I get yeah. first dibs back. Yeah, so that's the other model that I kind of was thinking about. When we're talking about this. Yeah. Nice. So what about you guys? Got anything? Um, I think for me, I would have to uh, say I do miss flying the 450 3D because I started the hobby in, you know, on that. Not to mention, you know, I would like to eventually get a fly bar again and try my hand at it to kind of see how much my skills changed from the last time I flew one. Well, and uh, to see how much better you can probably fly it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's I'm the same way. And see if I can remember how to set one up. I mean, it's been that long. Yeah, it's been 
2016 since I last flew a fly bar, so it's like that would be cool. I mean, I, I've still got the 450 3D, but I want to make that an X. But it's like I want to try if I got a fly barred, I, I would do a bigger model, obviously, because you know they're gonna tell you more as far as you know the d- difference in the feel and all that stuff. So yeah, especially like the bigger models. I feel like have a slower off center um, agility, mm-hmm. which the fly bar models. What everyone always says is like it's quick off center, but then it slows down. Like so, it's snappy and then slow. So, which is a lot. Oh, it's yeah. good for like a lot of like you know, pop pop and lock style. Like where you kind of like pop it up and do something and then slow it down and move it again. You know, and whip it around. Um. So yeah, I think you would feel it more on the bigger models as well. Absolutely, and it's like I mean the. Sm- the smaller the models are, the more darty it's going to be. And it's like um, the 453 D. I mean, you know, that's, that's a three S, you know, fly barred machine. So it's like, you know, here I am flying, you know, seven hundreds now. I mean, I think the smallest heli I got, it's like a four seventy and that's it. That's a six S. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to see how different my flying is on that model. So hmm, someday I might get around to putting it back together. You still have it? I still have it. Um, it's mostly just an airframe. There's no rotors on it. Um, yeah, that thing, I was working on stall turns at the time and working on my forward flight. And the week before, I had a uh, servo go bad on me, replace oh. the servo. And it was the stock E-Flight servos. And the next week, I was on my lunch break at work, and I was flying in the back uh, lot at my work. And I, I did a stall turn, and I went to bring it just straight across. Next thing I know, it does like a aileron roll and then straight into the ground. It, it left a crater, broke the frame in like three oh, places. Man. It was like the fly bar hey, was hey, like Hey, we haven't gone around. to your worst crash yet. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's not even my worst crash. It's probably not his worst. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, it was. It by all means, it should have been like a total loss. But I had enough parts to get it mostly back together. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Most missed model for me. So originally, I had in mind like the Blade Five Fifty X. Um, yeah, same kind I thought of for set, sure you would say that. Same sentimental type of deal, like how you're saying with the Goblin 570, like, you know, if you had it now, if you're flying it now, how much different would you be able to fly it? And, and you know, would it perform, like, you know, whatever. Right. But um, I don't know. Thinking about <laughs> a couple of these questions, one model that I really liked that I don't really talk much about was my Goblin 380. That was mm. that was the first goblin I got. Um, that was the first heli like I, I don't know, not not cherished, not shelf queen because I flew it and I crashed it. But um, I don't know. The first model I I still cared about, right? Like I cared, like I I, I made sure I put the best parts. In. <laughs> like I made sure I replaced everything <laughs> when I fixed it. You know, nowadays I'm like, mm, yeah, that bearing's good enough. I don't care. It'll fly. Um. That was like the first, like, I don't want to say pro level model, but it kind of was almost that, that like was in our little circle. Cause I remember you maidening that across the street from Jeff's, Jeff's house. house. Yeah. yeah. In the street there. And, um, 
we were all like, holy shit, this is like some machine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, hearing fantastic it, hearing, design, yeah. yeah. Hearing the whole tail belt and like the, the horn, like you basically hear the belt through the horn and stuff. It just it sounded it sounded pretty badass, like mean. <laughs> yeah. Um for a three eighty, it's it's funny. But yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that I think that's probably one of the ones I missed the most. Okay. Nice. Second, you know, and then and then obviously the Blade Five Fifty X would be second. Um, yeah. Four Fifty X was a it should be an honorable mention, I should say. Um, and I had that same experience. Uh, you you know you're describing Ian with your your four hundred three D. I had yeah. with the Four Fifty X, but the difference is, I got a Four Fifty X whatever a year ago, and it flew like utter shit. It flew like crap, and yes, it could probably be one my setup. Um, two, I'm just used to a different flybrows unit, so going to Beast X was like, whoa, this is this shit. It's like everything mm. was slow. The rates were slow. Like, every, just the model was like, to me was, yeah. I guess how like some people when they fly other people's model and it's too slow or something, they're like, oh, it's unflyable. Right, like that's why I felt. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't fly this thing! I can't keep this thing from like hovering or just trying to flip and do anything." It was just so all over the place, and it felt so out of control. Didn't feel locked in at all, and I'm just like, "Well, it's a combat bird, so what do I care? <laughs> Crash it, <laughs> you know? Like, like it didn't matter, um, you know." Um, but yeah, yeah. So that, that it's interesting how like you kind of go back to things that you like had this fond memory, and then you fly it again. You're like, "Oh man." Yeah. That was definitely a fond memory. I should have just kept in the past and not try to relive relive it, you know. Right. So, anyways, um, let's move on to the next question. All right, next question is crash that hurt the most. Yeah, we're gonna talk about crashing now. All right, a couple of crashes. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about a couple of questions about that. All right, let's start with the end this time. What's your uh, crash that hurt the most? Uh, physically and emotionally. Mm. Probably the 450 3D. Uh, because that was uh, that was one that my uh, dad had gave me. Um, for example, um, I had seen it on eBay. I didn't have an eBay account at the time, but my mom was doing a lot of buying and selling on eBay. And I told her, it's like, hey, here's the item number. Can you get it? And I'll, I'll be over there in like next week to pick it up and I'll give you the cash then. And she's like, she's like, yeah, absolutely. And when I uh, went over there to, uh, you know, pick it up, my dad's like, I don't want your money. It's a gift. And it's like, well, shit. Well, I flew the hell out of it. Uh-huh. And like I said, I crashed it at uh, work on lunch break. And yeah, that sucked. I mean, by all means, it looked like it went through RCHO. I mean, the fly bar was like wrapped around the main shaft the flight the frame was in like you know three different pieces and i don't even think the tail booms uh scorpioned i don't recall but i know the the head and main shaft was like completely trashed so i more or less pulled out the the bearing blocks and head and everything and in the trash can it was it wasn't even salvageable but that one kind of sucked because it was like man i loved flying it and it was one that my dad gave me so it's like that that hurt yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right, Steve. You want to go or you want me to go? I got a quick one. 
I mean, because I don't, okay. I, to me, like, crashing was part of the hobby always. Um, coming from Absolutely. the flight test days, like, we just crashed every single plane and even foamies just glued back together. So, you know, I never really cared too much about crashing as far as, like, emotional or, I mean, thank God I only hit my foot with a little, you know, WL Toys V911. Like, I never hit myself really bad with the <laughs> heli and go to a hotel room or anything like that. You know, so this crash wasn't really even a crash, but it's the one that like I got heated, like it hurt, like I was pissed off. And so Kevin will remember um, back in my earlier days um, when I had the Goblin 580 and a Goblin, I mean 570 and Goblin, um, mainly the 380 and, and the Oxys, but I would go pretty crazy with custom canopies. And I had this, uh, I had one of the last canopies I had for that helicopter was this bright orange with green. And it was kind of like the first helicopter I got in that scheme that I was like, this is my color. Like, this is the colors I want on my helicopters in the air because I can see them. It helps me visually. And plus, like, I really like orange. Like, that became, as I got deeper into the hobby, for some reason, orange became my favorite color from red. And so, anyways... I was going to drop the kids off at the grandma's and I was going to go to Polda to fly. So I was going through Jersey city and I was going to go down to Polda and I don't think I had a lot of time. I don't remember the circumstances, but I had my five, I had my three eighty, and I had my, you know, I think I had like six battery packs and my, you know, my transmitter. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop the kids off and I'm going to go fly the helicopter and I just put this new canopy on and it's going to be fantastic because it's winter time and, you know, it's going to be like, I don't remember if it was snowy. I think it snowed or whatever. And I was like, it's going to be great. And I dropped the kids off and I opened up the back tailgate of my Santa Fe. And I just see the helicopter falling out and hitting the floor. And I'm just like, uh, no! And I couldn't grab it. I couldn't catch it. It just oh, back shit. on the floor. And I'm like, fuck. I bread, like, like I just put the canopy and boom on. Like, I haven't made it yet. Like, I haven't flown it yet. And it freaking, uh, oh, my uh, God. And, like, you know, I had to keep my cool because, I'm, you know, I'm in front of my in-laws. Like, my, you know, Maria's mom. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Put it back in the car. I'm not going to look at it. I go to the field. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's fine. Like, it's just scuffed up and the paint got messed up. But it's fine. Like, it's not like it's not flyable when I flew it. But I was just, that hurt. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can already see you getting back in the car, getting ready to go to the field, and you like roll the windows up. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. beating on the dashboard and yeah. the driving steering like, wheel. Oh, yeah, I just, it's like you know, you just see it. It happens in slow motion always, but it was just like out of my reach. It's like, oh well. <laughs> Damn. All right. What about you, Kevin? Dude, I have to say crash. I have to say crashes that hurt the most. Like okay. I think, I think all of the crashes I had with any Flybard 450 that I was flying, whether it was, it had to be all the collective pitch helis I flew up until the point where I bought the, the, the 450X, mm-hmm. because all of them they flew okay sometimes and sometimes they didn't, and it was probably. Well, it was probably all my fault because I was setting them up. I was <laughs> doing the programming, and it was you know the gyro, and 
like the planets had to be in line for this thing to fly right and there were times where it would fly great and I wouldn't touch a thing and I'd take it back out to the field and then it would fly all crazy yeah. and so it had to be all of those crashes that hurt the most because there were several times where I was like this just isn't for me I can't do this you know like I'm I'm so close to giving up and just not I'm just going to stick to planes or cars or something you know I'm just I, at least three times where I said that <laughs> like I'm like I don't know I'm I'm second guessing myself to hey, whether hey, I can do this or not. And then he met me. I'm just saying. And then, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Cause how many times do we say, you know, you need, you need, need help, help yeah. when you're new and that's the best thing you can do. If you can, if you can get day. it. I'm like, first day we, we all met up and I'm like, Oh, so what happens when you go to idle up? I don't know. He just crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in I was in normal mode like all the time. Yeah. And I remember Steve saying, what happens to you? I, don't, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> it, just, it just crashed. I put it in. Yeah. I crashed it. Yeah. That was the old. Oh, man. I had I had I had the EXI kit yeah, that I got from X Heli or something like that. You can't even find those things anymore. And then I remember buying a whole ton of like the Hobby King ones, you know, whatever. Yeah. They had a, they had a bunch of different HK ones at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that was just like for me it was the cheapest way to give this a, a try, you know. Well, um, you were also listening to a puppet, so. Yeah, and I was also listening to a puppet. <laughs> but then I I wound up finding the 450X on eBay. I got a good deal on it, and I'm I remember like. Steve setting that up. We we spent like the morning setting that up and got it flying right. And I was like, "Oh my god, I did not waste my money. Holy shit, this you thing actually well flies for a while too." Yeah, I enjoyed that that model. I don't think I crashed it that much. No, not I don't like remember me. I though. Remember crashing it a lot. Yeah, but yeah, those those hurt a lot only because when I think about emotionally, like when I think about you know what i was close to like just get when i was close to like just giving up you know right, close just, to being defeated that's gotta be yeah like, damn. yeah those were the ones that really like hurt Come on, kevin get off that edge Come and back. then <laughs> the one that physically hurt me was that little stupid mall kiosk one that came up off my porch and hit me in the mouth and cut my <laughs> lip open <laughs> yeah i was like son of a bitch yeah. i think it was infrared too <laughs> probably wasn't doing anything You're like ah, move yeah. Wade was like, it was one one of those coaxial ones where the tail blade is pointed straight up. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like yeah, it's like the helicopter version of turning in reverse for you old school RC car guys. Yeah, <laughs> basically what it is. All right, so yeah, that was the one that hurt the most. What about worst crash? I got to really think about this one. Hmm. Yeah, worst crash. We talking like monetary wise or like. I, I have I guess, a right? I have a couple. Because there's got to be a difference between ones that hurt you and the ones that are, like, your worst. Yeah. I, I could go. I have worst a couple. So what do you guys think? All right. Okay. So one of the worst crashes I've had was a, a botched auto on my Goblin 700 Comp. Um, I think the crash was bad because... I had so many things broken. I had to rekit it. And so, like, just knowing the fact, like, like, yeah, I know it's good to practice autos. And, yes, in an emergency, I can, you know, nine out of ten times bring a helicopter down without a, an issue. But 
normally I do not auto. I don't auto at the end of my flights. And yes, I know. Um, but like, I think it's because of this crash. It like scarred me from autoing, like because <laughs> I literally rekitted a whole Goblin Seven Hundred comp. Um, you know, which was like my my first seven hundred, my Pride and Joy seven hundred, like you know, the lime yeah. green with blue, you know, the the uh, the old competition, and like it just went like all wrong on the auto, and I was I was autoing from left to right, and I was. You know, I, I did like three or four successful autos, but like they're out there, you know, I was learning. And I was like, okay, let me try it again. And I just came barreling in and I flared and just pancaked it in. The boom went into oh. the blades, everything like collapsed into itself. Like, you know, the mother plate was bent, like everything was damaged. Like I basically just like, I did a grab. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that was a really bad auto. And um, yeah, yeah, like it was a re-kit, I, you know. I think the electronics were fine, you know, but like everything, the whole airframe was gone. It wasn't worth even trying to take it apart. So, um, that was one crash. This is another crash that was like that, but was, it was a rekit for a different reason. And it was my N7, um, practicing pure flips, you know, continuous pure flips. And, you know, I got, I got out there and I kind of lost it. So me being on a knee, I'm like, rescue, rescue, rescue into the ground. Oh, it went in <sighs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I walk out there and it's like, it's tricking, like eating itself. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ain't good. Oh, okay. You know, oh, man. um, that one, you know, like the N7 airframe is pretty diesel, but I mean, let's be honest, when I had to, like, look at the parts and, like, get everything fixed and all the little parts I had to buy for everything, all the gears, the torque tubes, the bearings, the, the bearing holders, all these little things that you have to buy separately. Yeah. It, it, like, to me, I was just like, I'm going to do it because it's like, a, I don't know, it was like $100 less than a rekit. <laughs> but I'll just do it because, like, I just want, I, and I fixed it and I sold it. Like, I, you know. It it was, it was a great flying model, but after that crash, it was so bad that I just didn't want to have to go through a crash like that with that model again or pay for it like that. So I just said, yeah. And that was nice. two. And then I had, I thought I had one more. Oh, my Goblin 500. I am doing, I wish I had a little helicopter here. I was doing these things where like you do a, a half loop, you come to the top, and then you do a loop the other way. So you're going up, drawing a figure eight in the sky, and you're coming back down. So I was okay. going up, and I transitioned from the middle part of the eight to the top part of the eight, round circle. And on the way down, as soon as I got to the middle part again, the Goblin 500 exploded on me in air. <laughs> so I remember that one. The whole head assembly, main shaft, main gear, servo tray was separated from the motherboard transmission tray and then obviously the boom and everything else and the canopy and everything else got chopped up when that exploded so it basically like ripped apart and and like ate itself in the air um i mean without saying total recut like total total recut <laughs> like i don't think anything was salvageable i don't think i kept anything but the old um parts of the frame to use as carbon blanks you know carbon pieces too 
to DIY stuff with. So, yeah. Wow. That was a pretty bad crash as far as, like, what that was in the air, too. One? Damn. So I, I think I've crashed that helicopter two or three times, and I never checked the plastic because um, it has a plastic transmission and, and servo plate. It's plastic on the Goblin 500 Sports, the, the old model. Right, right. Continue. So I never checked to see if, like, if there's any, you know, cracks in the plastic or anything after those. Like, I've had two or three crashes where, like, you know, I, the main blades go in first, right, or the tail boom goes in first, and, you know, you fix it. But I never looked, and I think there was a, probably a crack or something that I didn't notice, and, you know, the stresses of going negative, positive, negative, positive like that to do the, uh, you know, the combination right. loop or whatever you want to call it, the figure eight, you know, at that part where it was coming down, I'm pulling in, you know, um, it just, yeah, it just popped off. It's a, I don't want to be part of this helicopter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, you know, I probably would have caught it if I did a better job at inspecting my helicopter. So, yeah, that's why I fly them far and high away. They do blow up. It won't be in front of my face. Yeah, right. <laughs> Save you from the shrapnel too. Yeah. All right. Uh who else? Kevin. So, I think I gotta go, right? Ian, you went? Oh, I haven't gone yet. Okay. Do you oh, wanna go? You guys go. Yeah, I got two in mind. Okay. Uh I would say as far as worst crashes, I would say my worst has to be my blade five hundred X. Um it's like, I don't know, I don't remember if you guys have seen any pictures on it, but I had put, like, the some fins on the bottoms for uh, landing skids, right? And, you know, I had tested those out, and I mean, it flew like a bat out of hell. But the only thing I really didn't care for was the 7200BX that was in it and the, the stock servos. They were just, they just seemed real sloppy to me. And I was at a fun fly, and... Uh, a friend of mine had like a uh, zippy, like uh, I want to say it was like a 2550 milliamp battery. That I was gonna try out because um, the Blade 550, uh, the five, ugh, the Blade 500X came stock with a 2900 milliamp battery, which I thought was a little too nose heavy. So I stuck the the zippy pack in there, and it flew great. I I think I did like two flights. Um, and it flew amazing. I was actually working on doing some flips and, you know, it would go briefly inverted and was just horse assing around while I was doing some like constant, you know, they weren't continuous. I, mean, I would still pause and then flip back. Like I started doing, you know, a little bit of the continuous flips and I accidentally you gave it rub. flips. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> But I accidentally gave it rudder, and it started drifting off. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And it was like, it was quick enough that I didn't even have time to think. Hit throttle hold. And I drove it in tail first, and all you see is the the frame just tumbling. It just ate itself on the ground. And a friend of mine's battery, it literally launched it probably, you know, 20, 30 feet away from the scene of the crash. But, like... The skids, how I attached the skids on was just like a piece of aluminum I cut to fit on the actual mounting plate on the very bottom. And, like, they flattened out. It didn't split the frame, but I broke everything else. The boom, um, 
the main, uh, you know, the main rotor. Uh, there was actually parts that, you know, at, even at that time were discontinued. So it's like, I've, I've got like a partial, you know, airframe of that still sitting around. And the next crash was uh, the T-Rex uh, 550X Dominator. Actually, at the time, the the frame was an L. Um, I was at uh, Torch's Winter Bash 2019, and uh, yeah, that that was where um, Scott Graham and Ryan Zano talked me into the ground. Um, I started, you know, started caving into you know the chirping, and um, I lost orientation, you know, under the construction lights, and it it. I hit throttle hold just as I belly flopped into the ground. And of course I walk out there, the, the tail's like partially scorpioned. Um, I had essentially the parts to fix it. It's like I had spare main shafts. I had blade grips. I had a, a whole nother boom. I had blades, but I also split one of the frame sides. So it's like, okay. And it was like right near where a servo is and where the, the canopy attaches. So it's like, okay, this is no longer flying. This is, this is toast. Um, of course, you know, I've left my broken blades up there. Uh, but when I got home, I think it was like two weeks after torches that I finally got around to working on it. Um, Turns out the main shaft did not get bent. It completely blew out all the tail gears. Those were all done. Um, the Jesus bolt on the main shaft, this is what really puzzles me. The Jesus bolt broke on both sides of the main shaft where it goes in, but the, the center part of that Jesus bolt was like lodged in there. I actually had to take a, a drill and tap it out. Mm -hmm. That uh, happens because it like... It breaks off and then turns, and then it gets yeah, wedged yeah. in there. Yeah, but it did not even it didn't even bend the the main shaft, which you you would expect that, especially if there was enough torque applied to to break that Jesus bolt. Mm -hmm. And as far as the changes on the frames, well, they no longer sell the L even at that time, so I had to buy both the you know the five fifty X frames, which. They were like 65 bucks a piece. So it was like, uh, it took a little bit to get it back together, but I literally had that thing completely part. It's like after putting that frame back together and on top of up, you know, upping it to the, to the X, it's like, I don't want to crash it. So that's why I'm kind of holding on to that one as a fuselage bird. Cause it's like, I hate dealing with the aligned tail gears and stuff like that. And that, like I said, I completely blew out all the gears. Okay. Yeah. So is it my turn? Yes, yeah, sir. go for it. All right. I have two. I have a helicopter and an airplane, probably in my worst crash scenario. The airplane was that freaking Balsa S Bach. Remember that one, Steve? Mm -hmm. That I had? Hi. And uh, oh. <laughs> I should not have been flying that because I had, really didn't have the experience with planes like that heavy or that quick or you know that agile but the first flight went pretty damn good i was able to trim it out and my landing was like textbook a three yeah. point came in really nice and then the next time i flew it so nice. which was like yeah not so nice to the point where i i must i definitely lost airspeed and i just 
corkscrewed it into the ground and yeah, it's stalled out. That was when that's when Jeff said, That's a sound I never want to hear again. <laughs> was that balsa plane going into the ground Watch. and cracking and everything? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty that was probably the worst like plane crash. Cause I think back on that plane now and I'm like, man, it'd be cool to have that. Like I could mm-hmm. I could really throw that thing around, you know? Yep. Um the worst helicopter crash um probably just happened uh, not too long ago as far as like monetary like almost rekit was that 690 and i mm. i went the last crash i had on that where i put that in um where i think i lost the tail blade and it just was in this weird orientation i couldn't get back around i should have been able to save that thinking back on it but you know hindsight's always 2020 of course yeah, so that one was that one was definitely worse as far as like like I said like monetary like that. Oh man, I basically rekitted that whole thing, except just didn't buy a canopy for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so those two. I mean, there was a bunch of helicopter crashes. Like there was one. There's been a few where like at the end of the day, I'm tired and I probably shouldn't have been. You know, I just dumb thumbed it. Like I can remember putting Oxy Five in like that just doing stupid shit way too low to the ground and then just just like like i said like end of the day sun's getting to you and mm-hmm. you know you're not thinking and just plow it right in yep but those two are the ones that come to my mind first you know as far as worst nice so the next thing on the list here is best crash i don't know how that's possible but i do actually i did actually think of one I have one so, too, but um, yeah, go for it if you got one already. All right, and I probably long-time listeners to the show have probably heard me tell this story, but it's it's my favorite crash probably of all time, and it's an airplane, and it's of course that first model that everybody buys that P fifty one that yeah. I bought I bought from Dynam P fifty one that I bought like nitro geez, planes probably, or something. <laughs> yeah, nitro planes it was, and it was probably twenty fourteen. And I had no, uh, I really didn't have much experience flying anything. I think that was my first, um, you know, foam plane that I didn't build. So we were building a lot of flight test stuff back then. Yeah. And this was a plane I couldn't take off from grass because the CG over the wheels was so terrible. It wouldn't take off on anything but like a, a sheet of glass, you know. Mm-hmm. So I brought it to Total with me one day. My father-in-law, who was in World War II, uh, kind of ran the PAL in Totowa, New Jersey. So he said, yeah, bring it to the field. Uh, we have a big ball field and you can fly it there. And I'm like, okay. So I brought it out there and couldn't take off from the grass and brought it over to the baseball field. And I took off and I was like, oh man, this thing's flying great. You know, I took off and I'm flying around and I really didn't know how to turn too, too good. So I was kind of like going back to a half loop and then rolling over. And he was, <laughs> dude, he, at this point, he's like 80 something years old, like 87, 89 years old or whatever. And he's like literally jumping around going, this is amazing. Like, this is exactly how they flew back in World War II, man. This is so cool. Nice. And I'm coming in and I'm, I'm doing low stuff and I'm flying around. And I'm doing some high stuff over the trees. And at one point I flew over the top of trees to where I couldn't see it anymore. And I like, I was like, Oh, I a little elevator and it popped up and I kept flying it around. So now like five minutes into the flight, I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to land this thing? Like I, I knew I needed flaps and all that and put the gear down. Sure. 
So I put the gear down and I come around and I'm figuring I'm just going to like corkscrew around and come down and like try and land on the ball field as best I can. I come, I, I come around the field and thwack right into this tree uh, <laughs> about 40 feet up and it's sitting in the tree. So he's like, oh, he's like, that. that's okay. I got some some pipe the electricians have been here i got some of that metal pipe and i got some duct tape yeah and we'll get it and we'll i got a ladder so we get the ladder the ladder's only like you know maybe 18 feet and i can't reach it so then he gets this metal pipe and we start duct taping the pieces all together and we're we're I'm like spinning them up through the tree trying to get them to angle over to the where the plane is and in the background i hear i hear like I hear like thunder and lightning and it's starting to get dark out. Now all I got in my head is my brother-in-law saying, let me get this straight. You had my 88 year old father out in a lightning storm with a metal rod and a metal ladder in a tree, trying to get a stupid (laughs) airplane out of the tree. You know, that's all I kept hearing was him. And eventually before the storm came in, I hit the plane you know, luckily hit poked up and hit the plane and it came, came out of the tree and, and hit the ground and I had to replace some stuff on it. But that crash I'll never forget only cause I could hear my brother-in-law and it was just, it was just cool. It's like one of those things, you know, the flight test guys are always talking about, you know, here's a memory with, you know, kind of like the same memory I have with, with my dad and my brother trying to get that stupid Cox uh, helicopter off the ground mm-hmm. in the yard. This was similar to that where it's like one of those experiences like, that didn't crash because it never got off the ground. Yeah. But this one was, um, that was pretty fun. Like some of the early stuff I did when I was putting like the foam planes together, like the one time where the plane flew for like 20 seconds, really good. And then went all crazy. I couldn't control it. And I come home and there's my control horn screws are in my, on my <laughs> desk. Like yeah. all the control horn had popped <laughs> off. That was hysterical. That was like a, a foamy plane that I put together. And the same with the when I when I broke that one and I went to the hobby store and I said I need a what whatever it was a ten by five prop or whatever and he was like slow fly or regular and I'm thinking well I don't want to say I don't okay, know because I don't want yeah. this guy to think you know I'm like oh just give me the regular one so I put that one on it APC, and I spooled yeah. it up and I I I hand launched the plane and it ripped the motor right off the front of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like right after I launched it. And like I said, this is all Dollar Tree stuff, you know, yeah, that I yeah. kind of put together. Early days, yeah. But man, some of the f- stuff in the early days, yeah, hysterical. <laughs> That's awesome. And I could say crashing into Bill's head. That was one of my best crashes, too. Yeah. I got a bunch of I would of, agree. I would agree to that one for sure. Yeah. That was funny as hell. <laughs> all right. Um, my two best crashes. Okay, I have three. I'm going to go with three real quick. And, and okay. you know, I have hundreds of crashes on the M2 Logo 200 that I think are awesome crashes because, you know, there's, there wasn't much damage and I can fly pretty much after crash. But these three are going to, are they're memorable in, in certain ways. So, <laughs> uh, I don't, these are out of time sequence. I don't remember when I did what. But um, the first one was I was flying a plane. At my club in New Jersey, which I'll say unnamed, and there might have been a plane that I knew was going to crash. 
not that the plane was unworthy of flying or anything of of being in the air, like like you know like something's falling off. Well, I know it's gonna crash if I fly it, but more like I knew that the pilot was not good enough and was gonna crash it. So it did, and it may or may not have been some batteries, you know, potentially that I didn't care about or you know that might have lit up too. So that was, that was an interesting little thing. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah there's, there might be a video of this. I don't know. There's some plane, some 3D plane that I, I you know, that ended up crashing. Um, the other one is my best crash. It's the best crash because it was the most embarrassing crash I've had. And oh it's going to be at Neff at the Northeast Ohio oh, fly and I'm flying an Oxy three inside in a little strip of a helicopter flight area. And I yeah, go I had up, like a little corner. Yeah. You had a little corner sliver of it that looked like, you know, like what Manhattan looks like on a map, like, you know, just like a little strip and you know, I'm like, let me flip it. I front flip it and I flip it back over, but I gave way too much negative and it went flying into the roof to the ceiling. It hit the sidewall and then the sidewall was like flat and it had like a level part, like a part that went 45 degree out and it went back down. So all you hear is clunk, 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 clunk. And the helicopter flight line, if, if in this video you can kind of see, like if I'm looking at the helicopter flight line, the main flight line is a it's all down this strip. Like so I'm flying like kind of in a flight area. It's just really weirdly set up. It's like your main flight line, you have a 3D little area and then you have the helicopter area. And I look over and I see Kevin and Dave German. Like I see everyone flight test. Everyone just looking over here and I'm just like walk of shame, going over to the side, yeah. climbing over some like track and field equipment to get to it, <laughs> pull out the helicopter and walk back. And I just like picked up all myself from the helicopter side and went right back to the, the pits area we had. I was like, eh, yeah. Yeah. You're basically sharing half the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the flight was, it was like a, a half, it was like a 50 yard line, you know, for a 50 yard practice area, you were sharing half the end zone. Uh-huh. With uh, some of the 3D guys there, yeah. and the main flight, the main field was part just the main flight line for the planes. Yeah. But I remember when we went there with the Oxy threes. I mean, we weren't we we could barely flip it over at that point. Yeah. Maybe do a couple of little tricks, um, or maneuvers. Sorry, Andy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I remember Alex from Flight Test. I think it was saying. Um, when you guys, when me and you were over at that area and we fired up the Oxy threes, he was like, it was so like, everybody stopped and looked and was like, what is that? What's happening over there? Cause you can hear it so loud. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Inside it was just really super loud. That was, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) When you hit that, I remember who I was talking to too. I was, I was talking to that one. Oh, I was talking to the guy, one of the guys we used to see every year there. haven't seen him and yeah. Like at least five years or so. But yeah, I remember talking to uh, him and looking over at, at you and you were like, oh, well, oops. oops <laughs> you yeah. know, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was funny. Oh, man. That was a good one. And then uh, I had a third 3D airplane that crash. And 
was the third? Oh, Flight Fest. I'm flying a mini Radian. It's a Kevin, the other Kevin, the Kevin Matusik airplane. And, you know, I flew a couple of times and kind of like, it was kind of beat up a little. Like, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, like the way I built it, I just kind of put it together real quick, cut it up real quick. But I was flying it and I think, yeah, I think you were next to me, Kevin. And I'm just like, yeah. Uh, it's just, it just starts to go further and further away. And I'm like, I don't have it. And I push down and it kind of like whips up, you know, like push down elevator, like whips up and push up elevator, and whips down. Like, I'm just like, Oh, I really don't have control on this thing. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and I'm flying and I'm like, Oh man, this thing's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm just like, throttle down, <laughs> turn off my radio. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And then what he, was it? Some kid calls I up think, to I think you handed me the radio yeah. too at, yeah, at, one yeah, point. at one point. And I tried, I could not get it to even like you like you're saying, it would just go up and down. We could not even get it turned around yeah. to point back at us or anything. Yeah, like it didn't have yeah. aileron, it just had elevator and I think what happened was the fuselage broke and it was like flopping up and flopping down. Yeah, I don't remember if it had oh. canards or not either. It had it had canards in the front, but like they it weren't canards, stationary, so, you know, canards. Yeah. But that could probably be why it was so crazy. Focusing like that when it's yeah. broken, right? Like because now that's a that's like a elevator in the front, you know. So, and like yeah. you're saying, the best part of that story is there was a little kid standing on the other side of Steve, and when when he lost it and he just shut his radio off, the kid was like, "Are you guys gonna go get it?" And we were like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> they just turned like, around and walked away like a mile line. and a half away yeah. like no way yeah. you'll never find that thing <laughs> he was so he was so like shocked in awe it. that like, we weren't really? gonna go get it yeah like this is funny as shit man <laughs> i was like bye <laughs> that shit just went yeah so, i'm sure it ended up in someone's backyard like what the hell is this thing <laughs> uh, i'm sure around that area yeah there's, there's quite a few yeah <laughs> Lands in some some old guy's backyard, like yeah. damn kids and their fucking airplanes, <laughs> them toys, them magical flying toys. All right, <laughs> what about you, Ian? Uh, I think best crashes. Um, I've got two of them. Um, this one was very early in the hobby because I used to have two Blade 450 3Ds. I ended up selling one. Um. With that one, the one I sold, I was just getting it set up because it was my dad's. Uh, he ended up selling that one to me, and uh, I was getting it set up. I hadn't set up, um, you know, flight mode as far as like uh, you know idle up yet. So I was kind of experimenting with it, and I did something wrong to where. Essentially, what had happened was, like, as far as my uh, my pitch curve, I didn't have enough negative. And as I was kind of flying around in the side property to my house at the time, uh, we started having, you know, like, some wind. And, of course, you know, with a heli that's, you know, if you ain't got enough negative and it's windy, that it's going to go up. And I couldn't bring it back. And oh, shit. It, it started getting further out there. I'm getting more freaked out. My neighbors on the other side of the block, you know, I can, I can look over from my back porch and make eye contact with them. 
and you know they're seeing what's going on so they they're they're watching too to see where it's at and it's like it's like a block and a half away and it looks like a pixel and with me trying to bring it back i've tried you know putting it in normal mode but the way it just wasn't enough because you know you bring it down negative it's it you're going to lose head speed and that was kind of what i was afraid of because i still wanted control of it and essentially i just went ahead and chopped throttle it's like okay it's going to land where it's going to land so like once we see it pretty much go you know nosedive straight down it's like okay i know what direction it went so me and the neighbors went you know running down the street looking for it and as I got to like the park on the other side of the block in front of my house, one of my neighbors drives up. He's like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, I found it. He's like, you're not going to believe how many pieces is. And it's like, oh, fuck. It's like, what did it land on? I walk around the corner. It's sitting on the skids on the fucking sidewalk. Wow. What it did is it hit the sidewalk nose first and then just bounced back on the skids. Only damage that there was, you know, on the heli. Of course, it it pretty much tacoed a brand new battery. It broke the canopy. I broke um, the plastic seesaw for the for the fly bar, and I fried one servo. That's it. Wow! Nothing else was broken. You probably that's hit amazing. Full dude. negative, and it probably just like auto rotated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I straight up did throttle hole, and I watched that thing literally tail up straight down. Oh, man, it did a nosedive, huh? It it did. It it completely blew out the front canopy, but it didn't crack the frame. Nothing. I I think from it getting jarred is what probably fried the servo. I mean, we're talking plastic E-Flight servos at that time. Yeah. Um, Oh, pretty much. Um, The next crash after that, I've got to say Spring Fling 2021. With the with the NX4, uh, if you remember, uh, I think it was when uh, I th- was the first time. No, yeah, the first time I was doing a uh, tandem with Shaggy, and I put it right in the weeds. I I think it was when uh, I was trying to cut some grass with it, and next thing I know, you know, I was I was doing some flips, and you know, I was horse assing around with it and i went to cut some grass you know i did like one little pass you know went ahead and you know got the blades in the grass i went to do it again and get, cut a little too much enough that the grass just pulled me in and of course i'm like shit because i don't have a spring on there i almost ran out there and of course everybody's heckling me like, no don't oh, do it don't do geez. it jeez so it's like, okay, I stopped, kind of paused for a second. It's like, okay, I don't see any smoke, so obviously throttle hold hit, you know, and of course I'm expecting the worst. I go out there and pull it out of the weeds, and it's like, wait, there ain't, there ain't a fucking thing wrong with it. Somebody grabbed me a starter. I started again and flew it. And then uh, one of the other times I went to, uh, you know, just gas up and fly, like... I was getting ready, you know, I was, you know, hooking up the battery and everything. Next thing I know, I hear somebody say, hey, Ian's going up and not realizing that Bert and all the guys at the flight line, they were doing a, uh, you know, amateur uh, night flight competition. And it's like, okay, we're doing this. So I went ahead and went out there. Uh, Scott came up and 
was like right up there next to me and he was you know telling me to do some stuff so i was just kind of winging it it's like there was a lot of stuff that there was a few things that he was mentioning to me he's like yeah you should try this and uh one of the things i tried to do was you know do a you know do a pass inverted to cut the grass and when i did got too much grass and pulled it right in went out went out there pulled it out of the grass i didn't see nothing broken so it's like, okay, somebody passed me a starter. <laughs> of course, started it right back up. And this time, you can hear there's something wrong because I'm hearing some rattling, and I'm pretty sure t- it was a lot of the rattling was from the tail gear. But once I got home, I found out that, you know, my rear bearing was pretty much saying, uh, I'm done. But I, I did a couple flips with it, and it's like, okay, it sounds like it's going to explode. It's done. So I landed it. I swear it was like, loud, a tear, tear, like a gear or something you busted. It was so loud. Oh, no. I mean, it was, it was well, it's like the, the main tail drive gear. Uh, the actual umbrella gears that are on the tail boom, those were perfectly fine. It was the umbrella gear was, like, completely gone. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like that. Something was bad on that. Yeah, and then of course after I replaced that, I found out that you know there was more than just that rattling because I found that the rear bearing was done. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was still amazed. I mean, I've, I think out of the time that I've owned that uh, that NX4, I've only replaced a pitch link. I've replaced a swash plate because uh, the bearings and the swash plate were, you know, getting ready to go, and. The tail drive gear. That's all I've ever put into it. And I've, you know, I've crashed that thing twice and laid it over four times. And two of those times it was like fully lit up, ready to go. And we got something backward on the, on the Neo and it was counteracting. It it was the, the swash plate correction. Uh. We had gotten it backward and we laid it over twice and it just, it flopped over and the rotor stops and all you hear is it just burning clutch. Oof. I've had. Oh, and I replaced the clutch assembly because of that. Because we ended up blowing up a uh, clutch disc that weekend. Yeah. Um, hmm. I didn't talk about this one, but I've had that happen. Those gotta be. So having the wrong orientation on the flybrows unit crash. I've done it. I'm sure. Uh, I've done it. I've done it too. They're one of the. They're one of the weirdest crashes. Like, they kind of hurt because you're just like, I mean, I'll crash. Fuck, I just fucked up big time. Like, you know, because you you made the mistake. It's a, you know, it's a, it's an ID10T type of mistake, right? Like, you know, <laughs> um, it's just, you know what it is when it happens. And it's just like, like you just like hit, you just hate yourself for like how stupid you are for, for basically either two things you mess with the flybrush unit and change the orientation on the controller or what I did is I had a crash I fixed it and I was like oh well why don't I swap the flybrush 180 because the wires would be better that way and I did it without changing the software and didn't correct it <laughs> right and didn't change the software so the next time I spooled up the Skawi X7 it went Wah! and that was it. Oh. Boom gone, you know, it wrapped itself up. It was just like, and I just fixed it from a crash. So it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like those are, yeah, I mean, those, 
Yeah. Soul's got to be the worst, especially like when you fix it from a crash and you do something like that right up. Yeah, I've definitely right done the that. Right off the bat, man. The first pull up, you're like, and you just, you know, what can you do? You walk up, you pick up the alley, you toss it back in the car. You're like, oh, well, that happened. <laughs> so, I don't know why I forgot to mention that on the worst crash, but yeah. when I first went to, because I scrap built my, uh, my Blade 500X. I mean, I bought all the parts and I put it all together on my kitchen room, you know, my kitchen table. And when I went to maiden it, you know, I looked through the manual and I thought I had it down correct. But my mom and the kids went to the grocery store around the corner. They were gone like maybe 20 minutes. And as uh, they were leaving, I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, see if I can get this thing going. I walk outside, you know, they, they drive off. I went to put it in the air and I got it to a hover, and it's just back and forth. It was like I couldn't control it. It was like everything was reversed. So I tried, you know, seeing if it was something in the remote. And I went to bring it up one more time. And all of a sudden, it goes forward and then back right into the right into the street, and it just obliterates. Like, I found pieces, like, halfway down the street. I mean, Jeez. Including the tail servo. And it was like, oh, damn. Like, my mom pulls up, and, like, her jaws drop. She's like what the hell happened? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like the next day I was on eBay, Amazon looking for parts again. All right. Sweet. Let's move it on. Yeah. This most memorable flight with a model. I have a bunch. I have three. Okay. So I can go through real quick. Take it. Um, one was kind of a crash was, uh, well, actually two of them were kind of a crash. One was the oxy three flying into the beans like three times in the same, with the same battery, same flight and chewing main gear teeth off till I had to go out there and actually spin the blades to get it to catch and, Mm -hmm. and start flying again. And Kyle Schneider saying, I didn't know Oxy made a nitro yeah, <laughs> at the time. Rrr, it was grinding. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like hell. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And I didn't purposely, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was fun. It was that a fun fly in South Jersey. Yeah. Uh, one of the free fall events, I think, that we had down there. Yes, sir. The second one was also a crash, and that was at Flight Fest entering my, uh, FT Mustang 200% oh God, in combat. That was so awesome. Yes. That was freaking classic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome because the the uh the guys from I don't know if it was the guys from yeah, but it was the uh, Riot. Riot. Yeah, those Chad. guys were And then um what's that guy's name? Mr. Uh, Pete yeah. uh, Mr. Steel, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Steel. Steel, they were trying to take out my elevator. Yeah, and he got <laughs> sucked up underneath you. and got stuck underneath. Yeah, where the landing gear was because yeah. I had quarter inch plywood yeah. under the that part of the body where I could put the the uh, wings in. Uh-huh. You know, for transport, I pulled the wings out, and I kind of like rocked back and forth, and he happened to fall out at the same time, and that was that was kind of epic, man. That it looked like so I did good. it intentionally, yeah. and then rip I ripped through somebody else's plane, yeah. and then the way that whole flight ended, trying to. Are trying to go like up and I, I did like a tail slide <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, and, yeah and like put it on th- into the ground yeah that was just that was an epic flight yeah and the last one the last most memorable one i have is another plane it's got to be when i we went to flight fest and um josh bixler flew my giant se5 that i built that was that was pretty cool yeah only because i mean i knew josh 
and he had probably flown some stuff before. And I know I've passed the transmitter with him a few times, just either it was, they were working on the FT 22 or something. We went to one of the NEF events and had done that, but that was, that was cool because then they put it in their video and it was, it was really cool because that thing did fly really good. Like that thing, I, I say it all the time when I talk about that model, that practically landed itself. That plane was so easy to fly. It, it had a ridiculous. monster motor and prop setup too, yeah. right, if I remember. Yeah, it was like 22-inch prop, I think, on that thing. It was yeah. huge, yeah. And the motor was just yeah, a, a big, uh, yeah. 260 kV, yeah. and I was doing 6S on it. But, yeah, that, that model, though, that and that really was taken cool. from, like, a 40s yeah, plan that I had. But um, yeah, those were three memorable flights, uh, probably for me. I mean, I have a lot of helicopter memorable flights, but they're kind of like overtaking each other. But like, I'll do like next week, I'll fly something and I'll like yeah. do something like the mo- the recent most memorable one was doing those funnels, like cranking those funnels around like almost ninety degrees. You know, that was that was really cool, memorable for me. And I'm sure there'll be something later on down the road, you know, that's going to be more memorable with the helis. Yeah. Um, for me, I have to say it was probably the first night flight I did at Rochester. Oh um, yeah. It was a flight demo, you know, it was at night and it was to some music. I don't remember what the music was. I just, whatever, picked something from my phone and said, here, play that. And yeah, it was fun. I had a good time, and I don't know. I think because I was flying in the dark, I didn't feel like the presence of people behind me, so I didn't really care. I just kind of listened to the music and flew. Um, and the music was pretty loud, so I couldn't even hear my helicopter, so I was just kind of like, whatever. You know, just flying. <laughs> yeah. didn't, fly. didn't, didn't think about it. Um, which then ties into the next most memorable flight is taking that same helicopter and then flying it in the fireworks for the first time. And... That was fun and nerve-wracking because, like, you know, when you're flying a a lit-up helicopter, right, with LEDs, night blades, tail blades, and lit-up, like, you could see it pretty well um, doing your maneuvers and stuff. But when you start adding in, like, loud fireworks, like, these are, like, huge mortars that are going off. And, you know, they're kind of set back and up. So you're – I'm trying to fly at, like – you know, it's a helicopter small <laughs> and there's all these other lights and things exploding in three dimensions. So like there's things that are exploding that are like coming short towards me, even though it's far, it's fireworks, it's far. But like that perception of something coming towards you as you're flying this little helicopter, trying to flip it and get hit by a right. mortar, <laughs> like get hit by fireworks. <laughs> it was, uh, was very hard, but it was so much fun. Um, and you had like six other helicopters in the air, yeah, right? Or yeah. five, and, and or there, was, there was other pilots. Yes, there was. And, and you know, there might have been some hidden agenda to, you know, fly combat in that um, tandem flight. I don't know. You know, the Rochester people, they're, they're, that's, it's, it's tandem. I was, just, I was just tandem, but my RCHO brothers know that I was combating. I was after Drew. On that flight, I was trying to pitch pump my way to Drew uh, and his 700X that he had that was all lit up. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I wanted to have fun. I didn't care about the model. Um, but yeah, nice. that was one of the most memorable flights I had, I think. Those two um, experiences up there. 
Um, and then one last one I'm going to say is um, the first time I did any type of demo flight at Urcha, uh, which was this oh. previous past Urcha. Um, I did a demo flight during the Maniacs Battery Power Hour, or it was also Mikado USA Power Hour, but <laughs> fly my goblin raw. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... I was nervous as hell and like I was shaking and like <laughs> I had just like uh, look on my face because I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you know, there's other things to it. But like I was just like, OK, you know, I, I, I want to fly good. I want to, you know, I, yeah, I do right. it so far and high up in the air. So, um, yeah, so that, that was it was cool. That was an experience. That I'm like, ooh, <laughs> first time doing like that kind of that type of flying, you know. So. Right. All right. What about you guys? Um, let's see. I think one of my memorable flights. Um, I mean, this particular one wasn't at like an event or anything, but it was at my one of the places I used to work. I was, you know, I would go fly after work because they had like a lot, and then like, oh geez, it was a fair distance away you know there'd be like a hotel and you know a few other places but they had a decent sized you know open lot well after work you know i had taken the 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 550x and my goblin 630 and you know i'd do a few flights before going home and you know i had gotten done flying the 550x and i kind of look over towards the highway and i see you know i see a state trooper out there and he's just kind of leaned up against his vehicle you know just pulled over on the side of the road and it's like okay so i went ahead and you know stuck a battery in the 630 and i just start flying i was doing like stall turns i was doing loops uh did like maybe a couple tiktoks and you know i just went through the pack and once i landed i hear the the siren you know he chirped the alarm you know the siren a couple times and He's driving off, and he's got, you know, thumbs up in the air. So it was like, that was really nice. cool. Yeah. Um, You're like, I have to what say. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I can yeah. tell it was a distance away, but the fact that he was actually there, you know, watching. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then uh, so I have to say some of the other memorable ones is like, you know, first time, you know, flying under spotlight. You know, over at uh, over at Torches, that was always memorable for me because it was like I was always so skeptical because you see it on Facebook. It's like, oh, man, that looks so sketchy. But when you're there in person and you got people watching, you know, with the, you know, with the spotlights, you see, a, you know, you see everything of that model. And it's like that was always really cool. You know, we had, uh, you know, Frank Mordeos, you know, we had, you know pretty good amount of pilots over there, you know, just flying. I think it was like on a Friday night, you know, everybody's just, you know, putting out flights like crazy. Uh And then of course the atmosphere at spring fling. uh, Oh man, it was a lot of fun, you know, cause I mean, spring fling was probably like the biggest event that I've been to. And like second to that was like winter bash, but I definitely have to say top on the list as far as events, going to that you know that i really truly enjoyed rcho and spring fling and just wait what just are you talking about the sh- we're talking about memorable flights yeah like a lot events? of the flights that i've done <laughs> well it's yeah. like a lot of the flights that i've done at you know those events i mean it was just you know the atmosphere i mean i 
it was like back to back flying. I couldn't really pinpoint a flight, mm-hmm. but I do know over at uh, Spring Fling, my, the one flight I did with, uh, you know, the Drake 700, it was like I was doing like the, ha- you know, half heroes and I kind of started doing the Mobiuses. Then like by the next one, I ended up crashing and it was like such a stupid crash. It was like, oh, damn it. What even epic. But what had happened is I brought it out and was doing like a few flips and I went to bring it back and put it all the way into bank three. Try to do that whole trek thing, you know, where he puts it on the front of the skids. Well, as soon as I hit it into bank three, the tail came down enough that it hit the tail rotor hit a mole mount and just block like right there on the ground. And it's like, damn it. But I have to say that the flight before that was like probably one of my most, you know, that I really just put everything into the flight as far as what I know. Cool. All right. What's next on this here? We got best save. Best save. Yeah. All right. Best save. Are you thinking of one? Because I got one. I got one, too. All right. Go for it. Guys, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Uh, all right. Um, early on in the hobby, I had, you know, put my uh, Blade 453 in, in one of the Align ND500 fuselages. And I had... I had idle up one and two set before I put it in the fuselage. I don't know what happened between there, but I think there was a slight bump in the the pitch curve between, you know, you know, normal and idle up one. And I went to put it in idle up. And of course it pretty much, I, I think what it was is there was a little bit more positive pitch in idle up one so when i hit idle up one it went it left so fast it left the training gear on the ground and of course i hit throttle hold and it's like oh shit this thing's gonna come down like a brick so i you know i i went ahead and put it back in normal and i was actually able to save it and bring it down of course it's like i was already scared shitless at that point it's like okay nope i'm done unplugged it went inside but it was like one of those it was another one of those uh, early in the hobby mistakes more or less but it's just, it was, it, it left the ground like that fast. I mean, the training gear didn't even leave the ground. It just stayed right there. And it was like one of those ones that they snap onto the skids. And before I, before I would try out a new helicopter, I mean, at that time, I would stick training gear on it and, you know, just kind of feel it out first. But yeah. <laughs> Steve's shaking his head. Well, I mean, this is like 2013. all right kevin what you got all right hands down best save ever was the assist that i got from chris nutt in fredericksburg Uh when i I got up when i did the help 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 that was the (laughs) best save ever that was me getting up hung over his shit sunday morning gotta get a flight in gotta act like kyle stacy gotta do all this crazy shit that was like kyle stacy in slow motion and not even <laughs> and 100 feet up um, <laughs> and 100 feet up and 100 feet out yeah. and 
and I did, I, well, the only thing I, I, well, I learned a lot from Kyle Stacy by watching his videos, but the only thing I could actually do was I would flip the helicopter over inverted and I would start off kind of low to the ground and I would pirouette it and I would go up to a point where I would push it like over and I would come back around still inverted. Like, uh, I'd push it out upright and then come back around inverted. Uh-huh. Well, I did that, and then I used to try and pop it up like sideways and just push it out and spin the tail around or whatever. And I think I did that, and it went, and it was like one of those. It was like one of those times when you work like Ian, like when you've worked twelve-hour shift, and you go, "I need a coffee," and you go to Dunkin' Donuts, and you stand there, and she says, "What can I get you?" And you go, "Uh," and you're standing there with your mouth open. That was me, like Sunday morning. I'm like. Uh, I'm watching this helicopter fly away and I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, this is what's going on in my head. This is my favorite helicopter and, and it's flying away. Local <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I'm watching it go and I'm, I'm just standing there frozen. I'm like, all right, what do I do? And I'm thinking army training. Don't yell help once. You got to turn around and yell it out three times. Just so people take you seriously. So I turned around and I was like, I was first, I said to myself, oh, I need help. And then I turned <laughs> around and I yelled out, help, help, help. And Chris, Chris, not dude. Thank God he yeah. came running. I think Steve, you came out yeah. too. But Chris oh was like, mm-hmm. I think his tail. Yeah, yeah, your tail. Chris your was tail. like, Chris was like, what's the problem? And I'm like, it's flying away. I need help. Yeah, I and it. he was like, all right, rotate the. You know, he's like, just give it, give it rudder, whatever direction. He's like, yeah. okay, it's tailing. All right, rotate it around once and bring it back. And he was like, okay, you got it. And uh, brought it back, landed it. Took a it. too. <laughs> it like, yeah, and it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's Come here? back. <laughs> came back and landed it safely. I was looking at it, you know, physically there in front of me and not a thousand miles away. And Steve was like, oh, you know we're talking about this on the show. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care, man. It's my helicopter's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, and I didn't, like, now that, you know, I've been through the, through the years in doing this and doing the hobby and doing the podcast and stuff, man, we, he, I hear stories about like Steve Shaw had a helicopter fly away. Never saw it again. Like I've heard those stories from people that to me at that time, I didn't even realize that existed like that. That could actually happen, you know? Uh, but so I was just so glad that I got it back and everybody's busted my chops ever since about help, help, help. And I don't care because <laughs> I have helicopters still. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. That's my best save, for right. sure. Um, I have one. All right, so I have one that it's kind of, I don't, know, I don't think I've ever spoke about it, but um, <clears throat> for a brief moment before I joined Polda, I joined this club in North Jersey called Wayne Modelers, right. and their field. Is like you go to a county park and there's a baseball field and you drive down this like gravel road that turns into a dirt road that goes down. And then there's like a pilot station, a landing strip, and then swamp, like a lake, oh. a small swamp. And I had, I had nothing to do with the swamp. I wasn't like going to crash into the swamp and I saved it or anything. But I'm flying there. It's probably around like... Five o'clock ish, six o'clock, like it's starting to get a little bit dark, but you know, still pretty bright out. And there's a baseball game, like a little league game, playing in the field that is behind my flying field, right? So, this is back when I had my Blade 550X, and I was there by myself. 
I didn't have a spot or anything. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to hover and I'll flip it. And I do my, basically all I do is I flip it and I push it out and I punch out and I peer with the tail and I tail slide down and fly back towards me and flip it and do it again. Like that was like one of the maneuvers I did besides like fly back and forth and do stalters back in those days. Right. So I'm flipping it and I, I don't know, for some reason I like, I flip it. I'm like, I'm going to keep it inverted. Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm like, <laughs> this thing is above my head. Oh, shit. This thing is behind my head. Oh, shit. It's out of, there's, it's going to be over the baseball field soon. And I'm flipping it out. And I'm like, do I go left? No, that's not right. Do I go left? Right? Oh, shit, that's not right. Do I go negative? Okay, yeah. That just pushes up in the air. I'm like, so I was literally like on the fly, like this way, that way, this way, this way, trying to figure out what train to see oh, this geez. thing. As it's like over my head going like this, like, rrr, 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 and I'm just like, punch it out. And I punched it out, and this is where, like, you know, practicing punch outs and kind of getting back to your routine, like what you're normally. Like, so I punched it out, and then I kind of did my normal, like, pirouette flip, and not pirouette flip, but um, um, punch out with a, you know, a pirouette. Pirouette, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, come down tail, and I was like, okay, and then moved the heli back over to flight land. And I was like, okay, I'm going to land this thing, and I put it right back in the car. I did not touch it again <laughs> oh, wow. that day, that night, because, yeah, and, I, you know, like, I was by myself, and I was like, one of the biggest things that, like, as a new member, they always tell you is don't fly behind the flight line. Don't fly behind the flight line. And then this club was like, don't fly behind the flight line because if you crash a helicopter or a plane behind there, it's a baseball field. And right. the county's already looking for a reason to kick them out. So, like, don't be the reason that we get kicked out. So, you know, that's in the back of my head. Like, fuck, I don't want to be the reason, you know. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be that yeah. guy that, you know, they lose their fucking club field because of me. So, so I was freaking out, but I was like, oh, shit, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Land this shit. <laughs> like, put it in the car. I don't want to touch it anymore. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, I don't think you ever mentioned that. Yeah. I remember you I remember you joining that, that club. I remember talking about that club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I don't know, maybe I forgot about it, but, like, at the moment, I remember I was like, like your heart was like, I was sweating. Like I was, my heart was pumping. I was like, really like yeah. the adrenaline was kicked in, kicked in and everything. And I was just like, wow, that was a save. <laughs> um, nice. And then I don't think I have any other ones. So. And not off the top of my head. I can't think of any more. Yeah. Uh, well, the first time I've ever went, inverted was across the street over at the old place, you know, where I, you know, had the school in front of a, in front of my house. And one of the times I took in the, the 450 out there, I had flipped it inverted, you know, cause I've been working on the simulator. I mean, this is like 2015, 2016. I flipped it inverted and it's like, okay, I got this. I got this. And it's like, it slowly starts to drift towards the fence and it's like, Oh shit. So it's like, it was one of those things. I just, I did a quick little punch out. It wasn't like nothing to where I just send it clear out there, but it was just like a quick little, you know, got it vertical and was able to get it like literally just in the nick of time because it's like a six foot fence going all the way around. And it's like, it would have obliterated that heli, but it's like, I've done, a bunch of stuff like that where you know, it's like last second kind of yeah. thing. And more recently, I mean, definitely with the uh, M2 Neos, like there's a lot of like saves that I do with that. And back when I used to fly the Oxy 4, because I used to 
fly that pretty low, and there'll be times where like I'll scoop and you know, people right, be like, yeah. holy shit! Like we thought that was gonna go in, like it's barreling towards the ground, and I save it at the last minute. And, but those are those aren't as memorable. But I mean, they're just right. reactional saves. Like it's not me actually. <laughs> You know, it wasn't me, like, fighting it, trying to save it, right? Like, that's, like, wrestling a freaking, you know, a fish on the end of a hook. Like, I got to get this, you know? That was me with the, the thing, like, I got to get this. I got to, you know, I can't let it crash behind. Yeah. So, so it was a little bit different, but, yeah. Um, Cool. Let's move to the final question. Best model. Now, this is, like, a loaded one, in my opinion, but. It's a loaded one? Hard yeah. One. That's going to be hard for you guys because you guys have been through quite a few models. Yeah, I know but Steve I mean, has. But it's like, I don't know, the last helicopter I flew is the best model. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, that's, that's Rob McClellan talking there. Right, right. So it's like, yeah. All right, so who, who wants to go? Well, I guess I'm guilty of that because I would say right now the best model I've, I've got or flown or the, the one I feel the most comfortable with right now is the Oxy-5. I freaking – I love flying that thing. And – uh I I really enjoy flying the 692, um, but dude, I don't know something about the Oxy Five. I just love beating on it. I just don't care. It's it's so much fun, and uh, you know I'm sure that I've I'm sure a lot of guys will say the Raw because I've heard that that's you know Andy likes that a lot. You like that a lot. A lot of guys like that heli. Um, yeah. but for me right now, definitely Oxy Five. And if uh, I could. Do an honorable mention to the flight test crew. It's got to be the FT Viggen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that came out in February of 2014. And how many years later are we still talking about that freaking plane to the point where I shipped the guts down? That was another thing I shipped down just past weekend because I'm going to build one down here. Nice. Because they're so much fun. They're just, I think I might build it, another one too. Yeah. I, I it's really a cool plane those. and mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So for like four bucks, I can build one. I already got all the guts laid out and the servos and all that making a 6s nice. again no i'm just gonna do a 4s that's what i shipped down the 6s one is still together so i didn't want to mm. rip the rip everything out of that but yeah. who knows how long that'll survive all mine's all ripped out so I'm, I'm ready to go whenever i decide to get some foam board and cut one out yeah um, so i don't know what do you guys think what do you guys got ian mm. for me uh, it's really a cross between, you know, my uh, Drake 700 and my uh, NX4 right now. I mean, it may change when the Black Nitro gets up in the air because I've heard a lot of people tell me, you know, you're going to love it. You know, even, you know, everybody from, you know, Tom Shin to Scott Graham, you know, it, a lot of people have told me the same thing. And so it, that may change. But I still say that my Drake 700 is still going to be my go-to, as well as you know the 630 once it's back up in the air, because I that's those two models feel very much the same. I, the only thing I feel that's really different between those two is like uh, you know the 630 was a little on the snappier side when it comes to flip and roll rate, um, just due to you know it's got just a slightly smaller tail. Otherwise. The cyclic feel and you know collective it 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 feels damn near identical so it's like it's really a cross between my 700 and the nx4 because of that 
And of course, you know, then X4 just really opened up the window for Nitro, and I really love Nitro now. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, it's really hard. I really, I really like how the raw flies. Um, I really like how the raw nitro flies as well. But, you know, I have to say, like, those two, like, I have quite a bit of flights on them, you know. I'm probably around, I don't know, 150 flights on the raw, maybe on the nitro. Like, that's probably, like, 20 flights on the nitro. Like, I just haven't been flying that much. Um <sighs> The, the models that I have the most memory of having the best, like, fun flying, um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a close, like, mix. And I'm going to call them both out because they're both, to me, th- just the same thing, but electric versus nitro. And it's got right. the Black Thunder line. Um, the original Black Thunder Carbon Edition, I thought was one of the best flying, you know, Black Thunder line or competition, post-competition line. Um, and then the Black Nitro is one of the best flying nitros that I've felt. Um, it's one of the models that felt so in tuned with or connected with when I flew. Comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. Comfort-wise, like, you know. Um, yeah, so. But I have to... Give a huge honorable mention to the Logo 200. I know my sponsors will hate that, mm-hmm. but that little 200 model in my backyard is its a fantastic little thing for what it is, you know? Um, right. And that's really not a Logo. It's an M2, right? Like, they're the ones, OMP right. ones who developed it and made it, and, you know, I don't care what Logo fanboys want to say. You know, they can change the frame, put a canopy on it, a neon on it, it's still an M2. Um, but, yeah, I got to say that, as long as an honorable mention, it's like one of the best backyard beaters you can get. Um, help you progress in the hobby. Um, if flight time is what you need, right? Like stick time. Like if you need stick time, that's and can't do sim, those work really yeah. well. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right. So there you have All it. Right. Yeah. Wow, what an episode. Not three hundred and two questions, but a bunch of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Ian's tech tip. Uh, I didn't come up with one for this week because I was like stupid busy working. So, mm. uh, I think you have a button for that now, Steve. No, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the idiot button if you want. I mean, I, I can. No, give not you. that one. <laughs> you got another you're one. Fu- what are your fired. presets? Which one? I could play this. <laughs> the little trombone thing. <laughs> yep, that was it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'll come up with something really good next week. All right. What do we got for news and announcements then? I don't know. We got any news and announcements? And I don't think so. I have to push this button again. <laughs> uh, uh, what is going I on? I do have. A- I do have an announcement though. Oh, uh, what do you got? Winter Bash is coming up. Oh, uh, tenth, December tenth through the twelfth, Friday to Sunday. Nice. So see if you can make it. Yeah, Andy. I've heard someone already pre-registered. I pre-registered. Mm. Come uh, mm-hmm. now. And you have until the ninth. 
of December to register. So get on it if you're going to go. Absolutely. Yeah. You going in? No. Hit the button, Steve. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Wah, No. laughs> Are you going, Steve? You're going to try and make it, right? Or no? I'm going to try. Oh, you said you'd be down there with the family, right? Right. But yeah, I'm going to be down there with the family the week, a- uh, not week after, but like a couple of weeks after, three weeks after. Um, <clears throat> And that trip is like, you know, <laughs> it's starting to add up because we're like, okay, we got the hotel, we got the Disney tickets, we got the tickets for Universal, Legoland will buy. And like, we're kind of planning out the trip. And then like, I'm like talking to my wife. I'm like, you know, it's going to be five of us in the truck. And like, yeah, it'll be fine. We can do it. But like, it's not going to be a, as comfortable as, let me, why don't we rent a minivan? We'll just, you know, go to like Hertz or, you know, uh, Enterprise or something. Rent a minivan. And that way we can have like that third row bench seating, the two captain chairs in the middle, you know, type of deal. And, and have a little bit better, um, you know, easier parking. Still have the luggage space and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I'm like. Yeah, maybe we'll rent a minivan. And I'm looking, oh, that's like 800 bucks for the week. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, Ouch. you know, we're talking like a couple, you know, like, I don't remember what the hotel was, maybe like close to two grand. And then, like, I spent like 1600 just for two days at Disney, which is like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Disney's Five tickets, insane, dude. Five tickets, oh, two days. Oof. It was like, like 15.98 or something like that. Ouch. But, you know, yeah. Plus, plus out an $800 car rental and then the fuel, food, other costs, expenses, you know, I'm just like, ah. So, can I come out to um, Winter Bash? You know? Tell your wife you're going to save some money. You're going to go to Winter Bash. <laughs> yeah. I, I might be able to. I don't know. If you I can make the drive, like he- I might be you able to. crash three helis and still save money. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So, you know, I... <laughs> And, and the funny thing is, is like, this is one week at Disney. So this is, or not just at Disney, but one week in Orlando, right? Saturday right. to Sunday. While, granted, it wasn't as many days, but I was, I flew the whole family to Paris, France, <laughs> five days. And it was like 2,500, like three grand all in compared to Damn. like, this is like already three grand and we haven't even gone there. So we haven't. No food expenses, like all that extra shit that we, you know, and like, I got two kids, a wife, and my mother's coming, so it's like there's five of us, and I gotta feed five, like you know, me and my wife, we both help out, obviously, but it's like, damn, <laughs> it's so much cheaper when you travel on your own. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But um, yeah, so we'll see. I'll try, but I don't know. Yeah, not making promises. Don't. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it, dude. If you don't make it, hopefully Andy can come by. Yeah, well, he better. He's missing so many episodes to catch up on his farm work, right? That's right. Yeah. Damn it, Andy. Regardless, Steve Shaw and I will be there, and Steve Shaw might have another helicopter built. I almost played that video for him today that I have of him saying, <laughs> by the end of October, uh-huh. you will see two helicopters flying. And But he is getting some... Um, He's getting some stuff built. I I actually I actually went on uh, on the internet on company time while he was standing there watching me today, looking for the build time of the Tundra, the Grand Tundra that I bought. I said I'm going to look at what the recommended build time is. It's probably 30 minutes, dude. Uh huh. 
Uh, I, I, but I, I couldn't find it on the front page. I, I was going to download the manual and look for it, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance. He's like, as I'm, as I'm Googling it, he's going, oh, it's got to be months, months. I don't know. <laughs> it is for you. Yeah, for you. <laughs> it's usually like one hour. <laughs> yeah. I said it was probably 30 minutes. Oh, boy. At this rate, at this rate, I'll probably have the Black Nitro done before he gets one thing done. Dude, at this rate, Jesus is going to be the one helping him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus is going to come back and, you know, save the world. And he's going to be like, Jesus, hand me that tool. <laughs> Let me screw this screw in. Yeah. Yeah. Number two Phillips set, please. Give me a hand with the Jesus bolt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So should we move it on? Yeah, let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. I'm going to go flying, I'm sure. Mm. I hope. Yes. That's next for me. All right. Next for What's me. What's next for you? Um, So I got a little bit of wrenching to do on the Goblin Raw Nitro. And so I'm going to do that. And what else am I going to do? I don't know. One of these days I'll hook up that jetty and this mess of things that I haven't no done anything with recently. I plugged it in, kind of kind of got it set up, and I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go fly. <laughs> I'm going to go fly and have fun. So, but yeah, um, I plan on fixing the Royal Nitro, and I plan on flying it this weekend. So, that's my nice. plan. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Uh, I'm going to try to get out there and fly this week. Um, of course, I'm going to be on Discord, as always. Um, and try to get some parts ordered. Um, of course, probably need to go ahead and do a little bit of, you know, a little bit more, uh, work on the black nitro, get wires tidied up, get the, get them where they need to be. And then probably just go ahead and set up the Neo. Um, I'm actually going to pull off the tail servo off of the, the shuttle. Cause What's on the shuttle right now, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but it's a BK coreless servo, so it's like, I'll just go ahead and stick it on the black nitro, whatever. I think it's like the 8005, I think. Don't quote me on that one. I mean, it's red, it's a tail servo. Um, coreless is probably 7006. No, it's not 7000, I know it's 8. Then it's brushless, it's not cordless. Oh, 8000 lines were brushless, yeah. Okay, well, so it, it'll still do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because I think I got, yeah, I think I got the seven thousand sixes on the on the Drake. So, yeah, uh, I think that's all I've got really planned. I know next week I've got a few of the um, few shifts picked up for agency, but the kids, you know, I gotta believe this, literally. It seems like the breaks, I wish I had a Thanksgiving break as long as they got. They've got literally 10 days off of school for Thanksgiving break. And it's just like after this Friday, they're off that weekend, all the next week, all the next weekend. And it's just How is like, that possible? Wow. I have no idea. And it's That's like, crazy. like, damn, I wish I had a Thanksgiving break that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to know how long their uh, Christmas break is going to be. And it's just like, man, that's going to screw me up. I'm going to like have to shout out some money for a babysitter for sure. But, 
yeah, that's that's really all I've got going on. So it's like I should have a little bit of time to do some ranching, get some get some stuff ordered. Nice. Cool, man. All right. Okay. So Andy's not here, but I think we can do the listener pipeline now. I've got this little fancy board here that I I don't know. I'm not good as Andy. I, I don't know how to program this thing very well, but we can give it a shot. Yeah. yeah, man. Do it. All right. So these voicemails, just to give a bit of a... So one of them is from November 2nd. So it's from over two weeks ago, and this is regarding our 300th episode. So just keep that in mind. I think we're saving this for all of us to be here, and I, I, I kind of do want to save this for all of us to be here, but, I mean, you know, Andy's been really busy, so I'm not sure when... He'll be able to come back in. I feel like it's already two weeks old. We should play it. Yeah, good job, Andy. <laughs> All right. So, listener pipeline. Here's the first voicemail from two weeks ago. Hey, everyone. This is Nick from the RC Heli Nation podcast. Congratulations on reaching your 300th episode. Citizens live on forever. Peace. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good to hear that's, from Nick. That's awesome. That is great. Hell yeah. Wow. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Damn. Awesome, man. Thanks, dude. All right. Here we go for the next one. And and these two have been, uh, I think they're tonight, today. So here we go. Hey, yeah. So I was listening to the show, and we got to the part where Ian was giving his tech tips. His uh, wrenching was in. And it made me think. I got a... Uh, I got a Treadway Tool Shop tip. This comes straight from RCHO, one of the best farm fields around. All you have to do when you have a helicopter spinning, if you have uh, like crown gears back in the back, like a torque tube type helicopter, ask Rodney Clay. He knows exactly how to stop that instantly. All you got to do, you just take your finger while the helicopter's still spinning, take your finger, just jam it up in those gears right there in the tail, and it'll stop everything dead. not a problem at all. He did it. He can show you. I uh, wish we had a video of it. I don't have a video. He can tell you all about it. But uh, anyhow, Treadway Tooltip. That's all you got to do. Stop them blades from spinning. Jam your finger up in them gears. It stops right away. Nice. Cool tip. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Jam your finger. I'm not going to take Cliff Lewis's advice to jam my finger anywhere. No way. That's a Treadway Tool Shop tip. I mean, uh, it's solid work. tips. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's <laughs> a master at his trade. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jay. Should have All more faith right. in Jay. <laughs> and we got one more. Here we go. Hey, free fall guys. What's going on? Stephen, Florida here. Man, what a beautiful night tonight. It's a little bit cold. I want to say it's maybe 70 degrees. There's a beautiful <laughs> moon out. I'm not by the river, but man, if I was there, it would be sparkling looking just absolutely awesome. Wish y'all were here. Well, most of you. Hey, guys, uh, thanks a lot, first of all, for the RCHO update. It looks like y'all had a blast, you know, a terrific time for those that were there. Uh, I was actually, I, I spoke the day before to Cliff and Eric and said, yeah, I'm picking out some things to bring. And then, unfortunately, a couple of work things came up, and I just was not able to make it. But uh, I'm looking forward to still getting to RCHO. Guys, uh, I'm a little bit behind schedule right now on helicopter completion. Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on crimping some servo connectors tonight. And uh, I finally decided that I believe I build helis at sort of the same speed as Steve Yoon 
builds Miatas. <laughs> and so my oh, goal man. now is to try to get two more helicopters finished before Steve's Miata is, is completed. But we'll see how it goes. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving Jeez. to y'all. Also to all your listeners out there, I hope everyone enjoys the holiday. I do have one quick question about T-shirts. Was that a soft or a hard closing date of, what, November the 12th, I think? I went online on the 13th, ordered me a couple of free full RC podcast shirts. Man, I just got to have two, uh, or three or four. But uh, And it looked like it took my money, so I'm hoping I get the shirts, but I don't know I, for sure. I, I kind of wondered about that. Anyway, guys, take care. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. See you. Nice. Well, I hope you. he went to the right site because – we weren't taking any money yet, were we? Yeah, no, we didn't take any money, so I don't know where he oh, submitted his money, but oh it boy. wasn't to us. Yeah. Uh, I would get in contact only fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I would get in contact with your Citibank uh, representative. <laughs> Wait, how do you know he was Citibank? I don't know. I just mm. made a guess. <laughs> awesome. Let me delete that three full RC cologne site that I put up. <laughs> Yes, um, so the 12th was the last date. I haven't shut it down yet because I haven't been able to go and actually take the time to rally up all the numbers and get everything going. So technically it's still open. Um, <laughs> I am going to close it soon, though, because I want to I want to start getting that, that ball rolling and, and try to get those in, you know, um, in the next couple of weeks. So um, yeah. one of the interesting things, though, I'm, and, and this is just kind of, this is a comment I'm going to make that's not really related, but it is sort of, is I got a custom T-shirt delivered directly to my house, and it came from Virginia. So I think they nice. have, like, you know, distribution centers or whatever, like T-shirt making places um, around, because I don't remember ever getting it from Virginia when, when I had them done, you know, um, yeah. back when I was in Jersey, so... So I'm just curious, okay. yeah. So um, I don't know if uh, if we do order these shirts, if it will come pretty quickly. You know, that's what I'm. Uh, that's really the point I'm trying to get to. If they're locally, somewhat locally in the state somewhere, it might be easy for us to get it. I don't know if they have these things outsourced to some, you know, another country sometimes, right? So, so um, you know, that's just something to be mindful about. Hopefully, uh, about these shirts. So, but yeah, I'll run the number soon. Um, if you get in and you are able to submit the form that means you're in so you're good steve um if you go to the form and there is no form or you go to the <laughs> form and it's locked and you can't entry then you know you can't get in on this first batch so but yeah okay nice uh are we gonna wrap it up are we doing a wrap up i hope we're gonna wrap it up well, I mean, we're going to wrap up the show, but are we going to do the wrap-up, I should say? I don't know. Mm. I'll let you guys call it. Did we do one last week? No, we were waiting for Andy. Mm. Well, this week we made a little effort. We played some yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're going to leave the rest for the... Because we do have some new Facebook likes, but I don't know, man. Something's wrong with the, the algorithm. Or someone's unliking and then reliking us because these names are coming like from the bottom of the list back to the top. So it's probably Bill. I'm blaming Bill. Weens, Weens. Oh, sorry. Did I see that. Line? I'm blaming I Bill. I thought it was Wines. Wines, Wines. No, it's Weens, dude. It's Weens. 
<laughs> I can't uh, remember. It was weeds. <laughs> but yeah, Darren's one of them. I think it's Darren. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. It's getting late. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Emails at free4c at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4c podcast. Uh, what else do we have here? Check out our webpage, free4c podcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free4c podcast. Say hi to David Hill, aka Hill to Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Okay, fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast. Heliheads is Kevin, Dan, Scott, Kyle, and maybe Maynard? I don't think he's on there anymore. All right. Okay. Um, Telerotor podcast. Telerotor. That's two mics, Rich, Robert, Cliff, and maybe Maynard? <laughs> maybe? <laughs> maybe? Skits up. Skids up was with Frank, Javier, Paul, and maybe Ian. No, mm, I guess no. joke's getting old. No, no, not me. Maybe um, Ian's lucky if he'll be back next week on this show. <laughs> what? what? Oh, damn! <laughs> Shit just got real. Oh, I meant, I meant maybe Andy. No, <laughs> it's more like maybe Andy. All right, uh, where were we? Inverted down under. This is Ozzy and Jeff. Houdini RC Heli Podcast with Rich and Kenny. RC Roundtable. With Fisteri Lee. Yes. RC. That's like the child. That's like the star of that new Marvel movie. Yeah. Fisteri Lee. Or something. <laughs> no, the Kung Fu one. Oh. Which I heard, by the way, is fantastic. Which one? The Shang-Chi one? Yeah. Oh, that was a great movie. It was yeah, I got to check that out. I still need to check it out for myself, too. Yeah. I, right, I thoroughly out. enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Cool. Um, Hell yeah. Did we say RC After Hours? No, RC After Hours. With Andre. Park Flyer Podcast. Park Flyers with two mics and J. Yes. RC Playing Lab. Wrong time. The only other podcast that's made it past 300 episodes that I know of, All Things That Fly. Oh, All all Things (laughs) That Fly. AMA, what's that? I thought you meant 300 pounds. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, where is it? I have that. <laughs> oh, Kevin will be appearing at the Holiday Inn off Route 4. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what Lucian Miller and Moose. Yeah. And don't forget, <laughs> don't forget to check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill, Bill, Bill. Check out Bill, who's also usually appearing at some random hotel. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Love you, Bill. All right. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. I'm, 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 I'm fading this thing out. Well, then we got to fade out, too. Yeah. Do we have to fade out? <laughs>